Hello and welcome to Deluded, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Neats, this week I'm not going to mess around with small talk. Are we going to win a premiership? Yes. Yes, multiple times actually. I've completely lost the plot. I'm actually, um, as our namesake suggests, deluded. Um, I've like completely, yeah, lost all sense of perspective. We're that's, amazing. We're really good. We're amazing. Okay, granted, Adelaide were missing no, no, let's not do the some of their best players. We'll skip but the granted I know I should just skip the granted. They're we just all know awesome. It. Yeah. We're so good. We're just destroying teams. We're making them look silly. I just, I've never seen anything like this as a supporter. Yeah. And I said this to you before, I'm kind of a little bit confused. I mean, my identity as a Melbourne supporter is kind of... Morose. Morose, expecting the worst at all moments. Jaded, cynical. Every good moment is just telling you that something bad is around the corner. Always ready for pot shots at players and at the coaches and at the administration. Yeah. Now look at us. Stable administration, you know, seamless coaching plan. The best ruckman in the competition. Some elite young talent. One of the best lists in the competition, some might say. Yeah, I've never been this optimistic and I'm kind of confused. You were actually really strange to watch the game with because you were very silent. You know, you weren't actually that up and about. You were just you were just quiet. It's like you just needed some sort of quiet contemplation time. I imagine it's the feeling that, you know, when your kid graduates or something. Right. You, you know it's a special moment, but it's just such a huge change. And they're heading into the wide world and you're not ready for that, you know? Do you think that Jack Viney is heading into the wide world without your... <laughs> He's heading into the world of success and happiness yeah. and prestige. It's it's extraordinary. It's we're like We're like the top of the agenda in all those football shows, except without the ominous music. You know what I mean? Like, usually, I love that there's always this really, like, um, ominous music, like the world is about to implode when a team is in turmoil. And then they've always got, you know, the different snippets from radio segments talking about how bad um, the team performed. And usually we're that team. Yeah. But now... We're the super awesome team. And the thing that really seems different to me from previous decent teams we've had is it just seems like quite a sustainable outfit. Like, I mean, I started supporting the D's in around about, I guess, 1999. And there haven't been many good teams since then, in fairness. But in the Danaher era, there were some some moments where we thought the D's might win a flag, might get lucky. But there were so many vulnerabilities, like so many issues with... Uh, I don't know, lack of contested ball, flaky outside players, you know, so many issues. We've got the best contested ball team in the comp by yeah, far. The best absolutely. Ruckman by far. I think so. I mean, look, I know that people will say that Brody Grundy and Nick oh, Nui, Gorn is just a superstar. He monstered Jacobs um, on yep. the weekend. I agree. I mean, our runners at half back. They're awesome. Incredible. And they're good We've ball so users. I know. I don't know where they all came We've from. We've got about to 15 midfielders. And all of a sudden, a team that went from not being able to kick a winning score against Hawthorne and Richmond, we're now just a scoring machine. Yeah. We're amazing. But obviously, there are some vulnerabilities, which we tried to ignore, but a couple of days of perspective has reminded me of those. Name them. Okay. So our key defense is looking amazing right now. I will say, though, we have played pretty much every team with no forward in the comp. So we played... What do you mean no forward? No, let me explain. I mean... we, we played Carlton without Kerner. We played Gold Coast without Tom Lynch. We played Adelaide without Tex Walker. So without the best Without the best the forward. Yeah, yeah, no, that's We fair. played Essendon, and I think you could pretty much argue Joe Danaher wasn't playing. Well, yeah, because he was so injured. But right. I think... And we played St Kilda with Paddy McCartan. So either they're not playing or they're in the most awful form imaginable. The test, I think, is going to be how do we go against a Kennedy, 
a Franklin, any of the really elite forwards. And, and that'll be, well, that'll be a real test for Oski. But I think that, you know, I think he's shown that he's up to it. It's not just for Oski. I think also for Lever, the test will be what happens when he has to be a bit more accountable. Right. I agree. I mean, playing on Fogarty is not really the same on, you know, some right. eight gamer is not really the same as playing on Franklin. He's gone from Kerr to Fogarty, which right. is a nice set of matches. Of course, of course. And I guess it will be interesting whether at some point in the future, Sam Frost comes back to allow Lever to play this role. Because I think when he gets the opportunity to play this role, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I don't think they're really looking to bring Sam Frost back in, are they? There doesn't seem to be any indication that he's even suggested as as an in. But I think you have to consider him against teams with tall forward lines. Like West Coast, I think you'd have to consider Yeah, or you back in Oscar and you back in Lever to play on someone, you know? That's also another option. I think... I I don't know if they're going to just add Sam Frost just for the sake of... Um, accounting for the other side's tools, to be honest. I think they're going to back... You've got to back in your own system and back in your own team, especially given that this team seems to be so successful at the moment. I I understand what you're saying. All I'm saying is backing the team might actually mean freeing up Lever. Right. right? I see. And just allowing him to do what he does. Yeah. Well, let's... Let's think, discuss now. Who are the sort of teams that we are vying with for, if I'm comfortable, I'm going to say this, premiership success this year? I mean, look, I still think Richmond is the best team in the competition. Really? I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. They got smacked by the two, only two teams they played who were in the eight last year, they got smacked by. Yeah, but it's early in the season. I just think they've got a really excellent defense when push comes to shove. In a final, I think that defense would be incredibly effective. I don't think we, we could get past them. Interesting. Yeah. See, I mean, a few weeks ago, I was I was pretty doom and gloom about our prospects of, of at all this season, let alone beating Richmond. But right now, I, th- I think I think I can see a path forward. There's definitely a path forward, and we go in with very much a shot. But I think Richmond's going to be difficult. Although our midfield is stacking up pretty decently. I against think theirs. so. I think West Coast is clearly the team to beat this year. I think okay. that they're looking really, really sharp. Their forward line scares me. It scares me. And also their defence is amazing. Really, yeah. really, really amazing. And Nick Nat is probably the best matchup for Gorn of any Ruckman in the comp, I'd say. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. So those two teams. And then, look, I'm not quite ready to write off Adelaide yet. I know it sounds like they're tossed at this stage, but they had some pretty crucial players out. You know, I mean, that t- does it. I mean, people keep saying that, but having crucial players out doesn't mean you lose by 91 points. 91 points is... is but that's r- embarrassing. How much did Richmond lose last year to St Kilda by? I don't think it was 91, it was, it was, like was it? Points. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's... But that's still embarrassing. Like, something serious is going wrong. It's 91-85 distinction. I, okay, this is not... No, it's not, but... You know, that was really, really bad, is all I'm trying to make clear. Oh, no, no question. It was really, really, really bad. No and they would, and they were just witches' hats right from the start. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, they really didn't give a yelp at all <coughs> right from the get-go. So it is hard to know how much we were really beating in some ways. But still. I'm still concerned about Sydney. Yeah, I think Sydney are really good. Yeah. I think they're really good. I do think, though, I, I like to think that our midfield could be able to get on top. Yeah, and they're uh, younger, but I think that you know the problem is is Kennedy and Co are better than our midfielders. Our I, midfielders are younger and might be better in the future. Who knows? But you know these guys are stars right now. My big concern is I just don't know if there has been a team, and maybe our listeners can tell us that has won a premiership with essentially no players that have played finals. What about I the mean, Dogs? Oh, they'd all well, played finals they played before, but they played pre- one. No, they played a couple of prelims. Well, Morris and Co did, but not no, but, like. Yeah, no, but I think... Not the young kids. Not like the McLeans of this world. Yeah, they still had quite a few players who had played in those finals, I Mm. think. Um, Yeah, maybe the Dogs is the closest comparison. But typically, you play finals for a while and you take your chance, right? Right. 
I mean, I don't know. I think that Richmond and the Dogs are proving that, that you don't necessarily need to have that number of games um, experience in order to, to, to play finals. But almost our whole list has not played a single final. Yeah, it's true. That's what's remarkable. We've got Jordan Lewis who's played about 100. Yeah. Well, uh, look, he can lead the way then. I guess that's why he's at the club. I, then again, we need to actually, we're being real Melbourne supporters right now. We need to actually get to the finals first. No, no. that's. I'm sorry. That's going to happen this year. I, I, I will think stop so. supporting I mean, the club if we don't our, the finals. Our percentage is so stupidly high. We can't do what like, we did last year. We can't lose to Collingwood in the last round. Or you lose no, to GW. No, we're going to make the finals. Time. Let's not talk about that nonsense. So, yes, Sydney concerns me in finals because of their experience. Much as I think we are better... Kennedy and oh, Parker I don't know if we're, and those guys. I don't know if we're better per se. I think our midfield is will be better in the future, which is not the you know most amount of okay. confidence. But they're you know any team with Buddy and Kennedy is always going to be pretty much a superstar team. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, what's your prediction for us for this year? Should we come home for the grand final? Yeah. So this is an interesting question. Should we book our tickets to the grand final now? Is that, we book is that a premature fight? question? Is that a little bit premature? Maybe, but I, I'm interested in knowing what our listeners think about this. We'll put it to a poll. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's now turn to your segment needs. The yeah. Damien Barrett award. Uh, this segment goes to none other than Mark Robinson. And I think that there is no doubt that Robbo deserves uh, this award, given what he managed to dish up this week. Oh, my Monday hero is uh, Angus Monfrey. Let's get straight into it, buddy. Angus yeah. Monfrey, Angus Braveshaw. I, um, I, I didn't watch all this game. It was such a blowout. There's some other good games of football, but I saw enough to see this kid. But Paul Roo said about four weeks ago, he goes, this kid's a bloody star. And I think, I thought myself, he's not a bad player. But Roosie was spot on. He's, uh, he's tough. Melbourne is tough, Jared. They play a really good physical brand of football. And to see this guy run around, just play creative football, play tough football, um, it's, it's been a hell of a pickup. <laughs> Robbo, I think there is no doubt that you don't know who Angus Brayshaw is. First of all, you called him Angus Monfries. Second of all, you said you didn't even watch the game in his time. He's a football writer for the He's got Sun. no idea. I he's he got no about idea. Half a game a oh, absolutely. I think what happened was he saw the coaches' votes and yeah. then he thought, oh, maybe this guy should be my Monday hero because he yeah. didn't know who else to put in. And he called him a good pickup, like we just. Picked him up off the rookie list right, or something. Exactly. He's been exactly. The for years. <laughs> exactly. Robo has no idea who he is. Absolutely none. He's got no idea how he plays. He kept describing <laughs> it as tough, uh, which is also which is fair, but literally knows nothing else about where he plays on the ground or what type of player he is. So I think there is zero doubt that Robo has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Angus Brojo. So he is the winner of our Damien Barrett Award this week. <laughs> the fact that Robbo's on air, at least it's a sign that anyone can achieve anything in Australia. Oh, honestly, that's, that's it thing. really is. Yeah. yeah. People always say that. People talk about, you know, like have all the confidence of, you know, like a straight white dude. Like, honestly, have all the confidence of like Robbo. <laughs> Robbo. Uh, and your life is set. Who has achieved far beyond <laughs> what most would have expected, I think. Neats, let's move to the next big question. Is our list complete now? Which, you know, sounds a bit dumb given we've just had this one really big win. But should we really chase any other free agents? Yeah, so I'm not sure if we should, you know. I think that we've... I just... I'm concerned about how many young kids we have who are all going to want money. Mm. And I'm not sure how we're going to keep all of them at the club. So, you know, chasing Adelaide's Tom Lynch, I think, is a little bit unnecessary now. I mean, I don't... Yeah, well, we had put it to a poll and the majority of deluded fans agreed that that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, you were in the minority, I think. I was in the minority and I do like him a lot, but I've been changing my mind a bit this week just thinking that our cap is going to explode. Yeah. 
And maybe we don't want to risk losing these players and just rely on natural growth. I think so. I think there's absolutely, there's no, particularly in if, the, if he's there to play that link-up role. I mean, Milkshakes is actually doing a really good job of that link-up role and kicks yeah. into the fifth forward 50. Yeah, Milkshakes, what a lynch substitute. No, but he, he is though, right? I like the story of Milkshakes though. What's the story of Milkshakes? As in, you know, it's Do tell. A, no, not story of Milkshakes, <laughs> but it sounds to me like he didn't love Essendon. Obviously, it wasn't the best environment for him. You know, yeah, people were sort of... Supplement cheating and well, stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. People suggested that he, you know, wasn't worth what Melbourne paid for him. And now look at how well he's doing in a stable, you know, successful environment. And yes, I'm talking about the D's when I say that. It's a real rags to riches story. A top yeah. 10 draft pick becomes a good player eventually. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I just like seeing players live up to their potential, Kieran. So sue me. Um, okay, so what about Andrew Gaff then? We keep coming back to him, and apparently we really want him. But is well, it he's even playing, worth he's it? He's playing really he's, well, like absurdly well. The thing is, we have a, a huge number of really good runners um, across the board, from right. the half bank flankers to, to the, the forward wings. line in particular. So I don't necessarily know if we need his run, but he is a very polished user. Yeah. So I'd still like him, but then you think, is it worth spending eight hundred, nine hundred thousand on Gaff when that might push out one of our young players? Well, do you think? Do you think realistically it would though? Are any of these kids really going to leave if you're playing such a successful team? I mean, it, this is not like GWS, right? Where you have a bunch of high draft picks who are all living up in like Western Sydney, where no, we're not getting much celebrity status. They're not, you know, playing on you know big grounds in front of big crowds or anything like that. Not that Melbourne is known for, you know, generating that many crowds, but still, like we're looking like a team that's very much on the rise. They're getting a lot of media attention, a lot of hype. Would you really want to move to to another club? I mean, maybe they'd be willing to pay for a little bit less, but these players aren't idiots, right? Right. And the thing is, we've had, I guess, the fortune of some players who weren't that great before playing really well near their contract, right? Yeah. Tom McDonald, his value's value gone up exponentially. Yeah, I can say Angus Brayshaw, there's no way he was going to be valued what he is now. He's oh, had no. five or four or five phenomenal weeks. Yeah. Well, I think that the th- reality is, is there's going to be, I think there already are offers in front of him from right. Gold Coast in particular, and they're offering him a lot of money, but there's no, I just don't, like you heard his press conference, which was beautiful. There is no way, or well, not press conference, but he's, you know, Melbourne media conference, which was so sweet. And it was so clear that he's not going to leave. So I don't know. Do, do you think they are going to, that well, we really are in much danger? I, I just think these guys aren't idiots, right? Yeah. Yes, they love the club, but they're going to drive a proper bargain. Oh, as so they should. you should. So you should. You only have so much time. Brayshaw, with all the in- head injuries and all yeah, this stuff. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's extracted a pretty big price for playing for the club already. He doesn't yeah. owe the club anything. No, that's think. true. That's true. Um, so I don't know. I, I wonder if we might be trying to do too much by going for Gaff. I mean, we've got a lot of good young players developing. I don't know. And I would be up. disappointed if it pushes out like a harms type, you know. I would yeah. be disappointed if it, it if it pushes out one of them. Exactly, exactly. But key three key re-signings this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bailey Fritz, I'm very happy about that. Fantastic re-signing. Fantastic re-signing. I'm still... is. The Harrison Petty is he the guy with the red hair or is that no, Oscar that's the Baker? ginger ninja Oscar okay ninja. I keep calling Harrison Petty the ginger ninja so I'm getting confused obviously yeah yeah. Now Harrison Petty key defender has not played an AFL game so oh, I don't there know you anything go. about him very excited to have him on the list um, Neats let's turn to the Rowan Bale award for most underrated performance um, Rowan Bale of course may he rest in peace he's not dead Kieran never had the good fortune to play in a team this good and perhaps he would have gotten the plaudits he deserved if he did but anyway who do you think wins this week's Royal Bale Award? I think Pig, you know. I think Pig was awesome on the weekend. To be fair, everybody was awesome. So there wasn't really Everyone a bad was performance. Everyone was rated very highly. The whole team was rated. But I yeah. thought he was great. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like I like pigs game a lot. He's, he's, he's really lifted. He's yeah. really lifted. He's back to all Australian form. He yeah. might even be playing better than he was. Last I think year, he. Last I few think weeks. he was. Yeah. Well, because he started pretty slow, um, at, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I think since the Essendon game. Yeah. I think during the Essendon game, he always lifts every year. That seems to be the catalyst for his, you know. Yeah. Resurgence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, he was awesome. Well, Thank you, Essendon. <laughs> well, let's turn to this week's game against the Dogs. Needs, you're super, super confident about I'm this game. I'm a bit smug about this game, I'll you, be honest You almost with think you. it's not even worth us turning up. It's almost a forfeit, essentially, for I, the dogs. I don't think it's a forfeit, but I think it's... I'm pretty smug about this game. So I assume we're not going to make any changes. I mean, no, why would you of course bother? not. They're not the, I know that the number one change you would like to make would be Pedersen in for anyone. For Jack Viney, for Max Gorn, just <laughs> no, pick anyone. It's the Tim Smith one. role, but Tim Smith looked good. I mean... Ped He's needs looking to great, actually. I have to say, one thing I really liked about Ped was watching him greet all the players yeah. on their way in. That was so nice. Oh, he's a ripping bloke. Oh, he's obviously so lovely. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he was instrumental in my proposal, so I've always got a soft spot for Ped. Exactly. Um, we don't usually show it on the podcast, so thank you for that. Um, I'm, um, I'm trying to counteract your sort of, you know, sick fancy, you know. So, but what I was going to say is about the dogs. Mm. I watched a bit of that game last week. The Dogs Collingwood game. They were awful. They could not kick a goal for the second half, and it was really, really bad. I would be shocked if we roll over this week. Well, the bizarre thing about them is they've had a non-existent forward line for the last three years, including their premiership year. Right. And somehow they managed to just Because they were somehow getting go- goals out through of... Through know, spirit. No, yeah, exactly. No, but through like the Clay Smiths of the world and things like that. People like that. Yeah. You know, and Tory Dixon as well. Liam Pickin. Liam Pickin. They were getting sort of enough goals out of makeshift forwards. Yep. But now they're playing the two, two, two key forwards. And I, from what I saw last week, they looked really out of sorts. Yeah. It's hard to imagine them getting past us. I mean, my I've got a little bit of wariness. One, because I think premiership teams, particularly recent premiers, still have a certain something within them. A and, lot of and, those players aren't playing though, Kira. Like Fletcher Roberts isn't playing, you know. Mitch Wallace... Well, Fletcher not, Roberts the key to the platform? Clearly I missed that. Not Fletcher Roberts <laughs> in particular. In that case, but where's Joe <laughs> No, I'm actually making a reasonable point here. I'm not saying Fletcher Roberts was the linchpin, but like Fletcher Roberts and Shane Biggs and all those guys, they I know you laugh right now, Kira, and you scoff, but they were all premiership players. But, but you know what concerns me? They were me? not playing. A Morris, a Morris coming back in. Isn't he real heart and soul kind yeah, of Yeah, he's like, real heart against and soul. The I know you think you hate Bont. You think I don't he's the most, hate Bont. You said Mellon. he's the most overrated player in the competition. Said, no, what I said was somebody the other day, I think it was Jared Healy, was describing him as the best young player in the competition. You can't be the best young player in the competition if you just don't get the ball that much. And he doesn't get the ball that much this year. And he's not using it as well as he was during the Premiership year. So I don't know how you can be called the best young talent in the competition above someone like, for example, Clayton Oliver, yeah. you know, who racks well, the, them up. The best young player thinks a bit of a straw man. I mean, clearly. Bont isn't the best young player in the competition right now. Right. But he's shown incredible talent. Yeah, but I just, I'm just saying, if you watched the game last week, trust me, yeah. I was doing oppo analysis whilst you were sleeping here, and I actually can tell you... You're just trying to defend your nonsense of how you were glad we got Tyson instead no, of No, I wasn't happy Remember about that. Remember when you used that. to say that a few years ago? I think I said that after the first year, which I think is what most people said, but anyway... Now that's obviously... <laughs> that's that's what it settles. That opinion's <laughs> changed. But the, back to the actual more pressing issue, which is... Uh, the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, we need to send someone to Jack McRae, who is amazing. Yeah, and he's be, always been amazing. I don't know who's quick enough to go with him. Maybe Benny Vince? Uh, would the he keep up with him? Role? Is, is McRae that fast? I thought he was pretty quick. He just gets so much of the ball, it just looks like he's always running. Yeah. He's just a good runner, you know? I'm not sure who was a... Maybe put Brayshaw on him? 
What about Neil Bullen? Because he runs. He loves to run. He does love a run. Yeah, run. He's the best runner in our team, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. He's looking great, by the way. He's had a very he's good had couple of weeks. He's had a very, very good After we weeks. aggressively called for his dropping. Yeah. I think we really gave him the rocket he needed. I think that was all us, really. <laughs> we, we should be credited with his uh, his improvement. But anyway, I think the moral of the story is, is I think we should win this game and win it pretty well. Um, and I'd be very surprised slash incredibly disappointed if we lost this game. Okay. Concerned about the the Alice Springs return, I think we'll win. I don't think it's going to be quite as much of a domination as the previous weeks. I'm going to say 35 points. Why are you saying that? I think we'll be a bit more tired. I think we've gotten a lot of hype this week. And I think the players might be a little bit too fancy. Too but, big but, for their boots. But then I still think we're too classy. And we've just got too much forward threat not to win. Yeah. What's your prediction? I think we'll win by like 60. Okay. Yeah. I really think <laughs> we're going to belt them. I've totally lost the plot, but I really think we're going to belt them. I just, I'm just telling you now, do your oppo analysis from now on, Kieran, and then you'll understand. And the thing that kills me the most is I'll be in Melbourne next Saturday on the day of Melbourne Bulldogs game, but I can't attend because of a lunch before a wedding. Can you believe that? You're going out to lunch with the groom before his wedding. Uh, Those are all details. The point is, this is my one chance at the game and I'm going to miss it. And what's happening the week after, Kieran? Are you going to go to the Queen's birthday game? And I'm flying back the day before the Queen's birthday game. Why did you do that? Uh, I was trying to be good to my clients or something. Kieran. It's incredibly stupid. Anyway, no one's interested in that. The point is, I'm not going to be there. But Deluded will be watching, nonetheless, on Nate, a screen somewhere. Nate Jones's 250th. I'm actually going to cry. I think I will cry. Let's just reflect on how good he has been for the club. Yeah. He's a living legend of that club. He deserves so much success. He deserves so much success. If there's anybody who you'd be so happy for to win a premiership, it's Nathan Jones. Yeah. You mean, got all these, like, rugrats at Tigerland who all won, you know, when they're 18 years old. Yeah. You know, like... Jack Graham and co like you know Nathan Jones deserves this type of big win exactly he deserves some success so exactly on you Jonesy um, love you chunk thanks all for joining Deluded again this week after that dominant win um, we'll be back I guess by phone link next week um, yes and- unless you replace me with someone else in Melbourne that's true that's yeah. true we'll which take you've a- been known to do that's true I'm very fungible to you <laughs> Um, and please keep following us on Facebook and participating in our polls. We'll have some more up this week. Uh, but until next week, go days. Go days. <laughs>